Welcome back. I am so excited today to be here with Ernest Chambly. He is a fellow Army veteran and a real estate agent and a veteran advocate, which before I pushed record, he just like completely lit up when he was talking about veteran advocacy. So I can't wait to hear more about this. But first, did I pronounce your last name right? Because I totally did not. You totally, you totally did. So it's, it's oh. originally pronounced Shambly, but the way it's spelled, a lot of people say Chambly. So in the like military, Shambly. it definitely was Chambly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for what you do, giving giving a, a very specific community a voice. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, well, I appreciate that. That's the mission I'm on. So here we are. We're, we're all ears. We're waiting to hear a little bit about you, Ernest, like, you know, where you come from, like whatever you want to tell us, whether it's all the way back, back or just kind of where <laughs> things kind of start and where it's taken you to now. Sure. And, and thank you for that. And please feel free to chime in because I, I can get to rambling. But um, I like to take my veteran perspective all the way back. Uh, simply because my grandfather retired Air Force, uh, and he's almost about to retire from the post office as a postmaster. My father did four years in the Air Force, wasn't wasn't really his cup of tea, and my mother uh, did 24 years in the Army. Uh, and my favorite thing about that is we ended up serving um, as junior officers together, and there's some story to that. Uh, so I got introduced to the military really early in my life. Um, I remember I was six years old flying unaccompanied minor from Germany and my mom was stationed in Bootsbach um, to New York where my dad was still living because they divorced when I was two. So um, I did the back and forth thing really well. You know, my mom was in Sicily. She got some really cool duty stations, right? But she also was in uh, Louisiana, uh, Clarksville, you know, Fort Campbell. So we had to go to some different places, but each year I'd fly back and forth, do a school year here, school year there. Um, and as a military brat, I'm not the only one who's experienced that. You learn to adapt to the environments that you're in, but you never really get that sense of community that mm -hmm. is um, natural when so-and-so's parent played at the same high school or they've right. been in the same business and that family business is three generations deep. You know, we feel like we miss out on some of that. And what I'll talk about at the end of this is uh, being in the military is a lot more wide than it is deep, but you can still have those relationships pay off as mutual benefits for everyone. Um, so my military career uh, as a military brat, my mom made me promise <laughs> never to enlist in the military, right? <laughs> at, at, through her career, you know, from private to uh, eventually E7, she missed graduation, she missed years of school, she deployed to Kosovo, Afghanistan, Iraq. You know, I have four little sisters, so she missed some of their greatest years as well. Um, also brought us together. So there's the, the positive side of it. but you know, I, I honor my mom, right? So I told her, I promise you, mom, I'll never enlist. So when I went to college, I joined ROTC and commissioned as an officer in the army. So I kept my word. I still, <laughs> <laughs> I still paid off my, my desire to serve. And that stems from um, in seventh grade, I was uh, in New York, Queens, and I could see the aftermath of the Twin Towers hitting. My father, who actually drove to the city to assist with just anything he could. He said he was really just moving rubble. Um, that part of my life was so life-changing that I knew I was going to serve in some capacity. Um, but my mother had given me the directive not to. So I did commission um, 
uh, right before I commissioned, let's take that back a little bit. So my mom, I pinned her E7 and I was back visiting for her ceremony and she uh, was doing some drilling ceremony because she had been a drill sergeant. She was on the, on the trail when I was in high school. And she's like, let's do some drill ceremony, um, cadet. So she's running me through some stuff and she's laughing at me. Like, I'm embarrassed <laughs> at this point. And she tells me, I will never salute you. Um, and I thought she was joking and she meant it. So she went to OCS, went to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, um, put on her butter bar two months before I graduated college. Uh, even though she went the associates route and she got her bachelor's eventually, uh, she did commission two months before I did. And I never saluted her. Actually, when she pinned captain, I hadn't... Uh, I was still wearing first lieutenant and I had to salute her. So um, that, that story I, I love because it impacts not just my life, but my sister's life, my mother's life, the way her military trajectory went. Now she always says that if she would have stayed enlisted, she might've been like Sergeant Major of the engineer corps, but mm -hmm. hindsight's 2020 and we can't change it. Uh, so with that being said, I, I did commission into the military. I was an intelligence officer. Um, I was an asset for NSA Hawaii for a little bit. When all that Snowden stuff happened, he wasn't at my facility yet, but he was on the way. We went on lockdown. You couldn't go to the gym or anything. It was a really interesting experience. Um, got to do some really cool stuff out of Fort Bragg um, with some task force stuff, life-changing stuff. Um, I eventually did get out of the military uh, in 2015. I resigned my commission um, and purchased a franchise. I ended up operating three franchises, two Rocky Mountain chocolate factories and one Aspen Leaf frozen yogurt. Uh, they're in Missouri and one in Northern Virginia. Um, and this is where I started learning my civilian lessons. And a big reason I went into franchising is because as soldiers, we learn systems, right? Whether it's the 30, 60, 90 as an HR professional or the critical thinking standards for an intelligence professional, we have our systems. For me, and I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there, I, I'm huge on veterans starting their own business because we have the skills, talents, and abilities to do so. Um, I wanted to systemize business and I wanted, you know, franchises are expensive. If anybody's out there in franchising, you know that it costs money to get into. Well, those snack franchises are stepped down. You know, they're mom and pop kind of um, concept. So you have to be in them or at least get a few of them working together. Um, so I, I did that. Really felt like the military had prepared me way more than I had anticipated. So I did get into the real estate world. Um, my then partner and I were doing some real estate deals in Northern Virginia. Um, She's my wife now. We did get married in 2021. Um, and we we're Is here that in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe six years ago. <laughs> I love it. My business partner and I did the real estate thing, and it it forced me to not forced, it it propelled me to get my real estate license uh, because it just gave me access to different properties. So it was a little bit of a selfish reason. I got my real estate license, but it's turned into me helping family members, mm -hmm. friends navigate what has turned into a real estate market no one probably could have ever imagined. Um, so uh, that's what I do. You know, I'm not one of those realtors who's look at me, look at me, but I am one who studies his craft. And my goal is to buy myself more properties throughout my life. So um, it's a win-win because I can't help people. But the ultimate goal is um, becoming a master of my craft, which has become real estate. Um, so that's kind of where it led me to like Colorado. My wife and I decided to plant. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Like I told you I would. I just oh, no, I'm digging get, it. Keep going. I want to get to how we landed here. So um, my wife went to school and we both went to school in Missouri. Um, she was in Kansas City. I had gone to Northern Virginia for my third franchise. And we were saying, where do we want to move? We didn't want to be in Northern Virginia. 
Kansas City was comfortable, but neither of us really wanted to go back, if that made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, my mother, who had retired from the military, was down in Fountain, Colorado. Um, so we drove to Kansas City. We packed up our little apartment, and we said, whatever can't fit in the truck, we're not bringing with us. Drive down to Kansas City. We stopped. She actually sold her car the day before. We were like, life-changing. Quarter-life crisis is what I called it. <laughs> um so we head down, we make stop in Kansas City, we pick up something to eat, and it just doesn't feel right. We literally keep driving. Just drive through Kansas, get to Colorado. Uh, on the way there, she calls uh, where we ended up living for the first two years we were here. Um, we planted, and as I planted, I did go to University of Colorado here in Colorado Springs. I finished with my MBA May of 2021. Um, I've got to do some really cool things in the community uh, because of real estate, being able to fund some of my passion projects. I developed a program here called LEAD, Leadership, Effectiveness, and Diversity, and I did that for United Way. It was a program sponsored by Kaiser Permanente, and we take local leaders, and we build them up to serve on nonprofit boards or in leadership positions within the community. Um, So that was a a brainchild that just kind of came from what was going on in the climate during the pandemic and giving leaders access to tools and resources to be the voice in a community where they might have felt marginalized before. And then I'll wrap it up with this, Jennifer, because um, while I was getting my MBA, I decided to work uh, with Mount Carmel, uh, doing some really cool stuff, mainly transition and employment for veterans. But it showed me that there's a huge gap. And don't get me wrong, ACAP going to SFL TAP, great. I, I see the Army making improvements, the military making improvements. But there's this fear is not the term I use anymore, but this disconnect of how valuable our skills we've gained, our experiences we have inside of that uniform that we think coming out of it that all those skills stay there. But just because there's no acronym in the civilian world to say what you did or what your skill set is, doesn't mean you're not massively valuable. So working with Mount Carmel, um, I was able to help and I'm still able to help veterans, whether they're starting their own business, or they just want to figure out how to get ready for an interview, or don't have the right attire. We have a, a civvies closet where they can get discounted and sometimes free depending on the situation, clothing. Um, so, uh, the reason I think I fell in love with helping veterans is because when I left the military, I thought I could do it all by myself, the franchise and the business. And I skipped everything that would have made my life just that much easier. And in the civilian world, that much easier usually means that much revenue or that much more time with your family. Um, and if I can help someone skip some of those bad steps, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. So long story short, that's, how I got to who I am today. So interesting. I know, you know, everyone has obviously a completely different story, but I'm sure you are in a very small percentage of people who like served alongside your mother. That's awesome. And she is a beast talking about, (laughs) I will never salute you. And then goes and like, as a matter of fact, I'm about to commission here and you're going to salute me, son. Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. I love and it. I also like how spontaneous you and your wife are. Like, I feel like my husband and I, I would hope that we would do the same thing, you know, look around and like, well, guess we'll keep our own going. So that Just, it was a feeling and we call it young and dumb, but you know, another thing we're, we're pregnant now. So we found that out recently and it, it, it was the right call because um, we have more space here. This is when you wake up and you're driving and you just see a snow-capped mountain, it's really hard to have a bad day. So. Right. And, and doing, first of all, 
congratulations that's so exciting um and like doing <laughs> what you love and that passion like that that just makes the day even better you know so absolutely i really i dig that you um are helping other leaders uh to build you know in, in the lead program that you mentioned mm -hmm. that is incredible to put your service and the skills that you've gained to help other leaders and you're absolutely right like when we step out of like the military you know all of these skills you don't really think about them and then mm -hmm. it does take some time for you to realize just well for me it did just how mm -hmm. bad you are and, and on and, it exactly yeah and like whoa like i'm actually a beast over here and so <laughs> it, it reminds me you talking about um helping other people to be more successful and like with the veterans like helping them to navigate those transitions and whatnot it reminds me of a a quote i read in a book called struggle well thriving in the aftermath of trauma it's a book okay. i learned a lot about post-traumatic growth from and they describe in there i love it i mentioned this before they describe in there that the pinnacle of success is not like when you've made it to the top of the mountain making six figures and like boom i made it at life it's the pinnacle of success and all that self-fulfillment comes when you actually turn right around and go down the mountain mm. to help someone else and mm. that sounds a lot like what you are doing to give back to people and that's incredible your your son or daughter is going to have amazing <laughs> parents i know it's it's crazy right so it's it's, it's and that's and, and we can even talk about that because i'm so excited but to your point and I think that, you know, when, when I get to introduce myself or we get to talking, I'm obviously going over the highlights, right? Mm -hmm. But it took a lot of uh, failures uh, mm -hmm. of not knowing who I was because, you know, I, I kind of condensed franchising to real estate, but there's a, there's a very dark downward spiral where I didn't go to the VSO. You know, we talked about a veteran who hadn't gone to go get a rating for disability did 12 years in and been out 12 years and doesn't think that they are, are just that whole thing. So dealing with that as a veteran, as I got either good pay or I got to go to every duty station I wanted to, or I made the best friends ever, I don't want to go deal with those things, or I don't think I'm worthy of those things. So it took me sliding down, uh, you know, depression, um, being diagnosed with certain post-traumatic stress scenarios where I had no idea that that loss could impact me in this way. Right. And we don't know that until we go get help. And when I go and got professional help, I was able to turn around and say, okay, not everyone I'm going to turn around is going to need a, a therapist, but more than likely if they're a veteran, I'm probably going to recommend that. But they do have the ability to struggle with confidence because they're going through an identity crisis. They do have the ability to struggle with finances because the person 15th might look a little different now. So being able to help in that capacity was something – I had to get right and then turn around and help. So I completely agree with you. Getting to the top of the mountaintop usually means there's a few miles of valleys on the way. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, now I'm just, and I'm not saying I'm at the top of the mountaintop. I'm climbing and I'm yelling back, you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. So. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, that is, that's incredible. And I, I, 
I love that, um, you know, one of the things that I feel for myself, is, I don't know if you keep in contact with anyone that you, do you keep in contact with anyone you served with? Absolutely. Um, Dre, who was one of my pilots, uh, an Apache pilot, um, excuse me, UH-60 pilot, he uh, was in my wedding. He was awesome. one of my groomsmen, you know, he's at the tail. So he later in life, but still was, you know, went to war together. That means something. <laughs> and when I'm around those people, like it is the best connections, the best relationship, the best time. And so the fact that you get to be around that population, helping them and to help them thrive and to see, to build their confidence. Um, I'm kind of peanut butter and jelly. Like that is so cool. Cause you get to be around that population that I feel like just lights my soul up. And mm-hmm. so I can just tell that it does you as well. So that is fantastic. Can I, can I ask you something? Um, When you're talking about that and, you know, I'll share an example. I said Mount Carmel, that's a local service for me, but um, like team red, white, and blue, uh, the fitness challenges and stuff like that. What programs or organizations have you found kind of on a national or global level that most veterans should tap into, whether it's a Facebook group or a, a local chapter that they might be able to look into with some good resources that you have found from like talking to other veterans and who have come out of some of the traumas. That's a good question. Way to go. Like you're like co-host over here. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, so I am in the VF. I'm a member of the VFW, the American Legion. I'm a member of the Veterans of Log Base Sites, which is a non-for-profit that me and my battles that served together and uh, on a deployment in 2004, we formed our own and we've been trying to compile a list of resources to be able to tell other people about but as far as my own experience I would say Lone Survivor Foundation I had Mm -hmm. gone to a retreat um, and it was incredible and they also offer like virtual counseling Um, I once uh, the Rona started I tapped (laughs) into wounded warrior project and um well I joined like well I didn't join until then you know I've been I've been back for 18 years but didn't join until like two years ago and I started tapping into they have so many virtual meetings on wounded warrior project where like and it's there's such a plethora like you can sign up for an art class and if you get into it before other people do they send you the paints they send you the 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 brushes, the canvas. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like nice stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll do ones where it's just like coffee and conversation (sighs) or, and then they'll have smaller groups, like, you know, a women's one, they do like call of duty. Like, so if you just want to game it up with a bunch of veterans, you join this zoom call you know, put the, put the phone next to you and you all get on the same call of duty game, just talking trash on the phone. There's so many, there's cooking class. So I would say, um, definitely those two have, from my own experience have tapped into those, but I have a list that I am working on and wanting to get up on our veterans of log base sites, um, website. So it's available other people how about you other than Mount Carmel well that's that's a really good one and, and I won't dive too much into these because I know that uh, everyone has their local stuff that they're really into but I do want to share one that 
I didn't think that I would. And even in the, so everyone has lost someone. And even if you haven't lost them in the military, you have lost someone. But this program, um, Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors, it's called TAPS. Um, oh my goodness. It is a program where, and you don't have to be a military member to sponsor or to mentor, but mm -hmm. they have these things called good grief camps. And as a military person, they ask you to come out, you know, first responders, absolutely. Uh, but the students and the mentees that come to these good grief camps from all over um, have lost someone, whether it's a service member, um, a first responder. Most times it's service members through war. I mean, that's what this mm -hmm. focus is. And uh, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. So you get a blue shirt if you're a mentor. You get a red shirt if you're a mentee. Purple shirts, I'm just describing this experience, or someone who lost someone, loved the program so much, became a mentor at these good grief camps. and. 50, 60% of these people are dealing with soldier and sailor and, and marine and airman suicide. And it's the saddest but most fulfilling because you'll be sitting there and these kids are just crying on each other and they'll say, you remind me of my Uncle Bob who I lost. Or my Uncle Jim used to say that all the time. Or my aunt so-and-so was this way. And so TAPS, Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors, um, if you're not a military mentor, become one. Um, they do good grief camps. It's regional. It's not a huge program. So, you know, it's regional. You might have to drive somewhere. Um, if you're traveling, sometimes they will cover your hotel. Uh, it's, if you're local, just go. It's amazing. And you get to that just see. Uh, yeah. So that's one of the, and it, it, that's when it was 2018 when I went to one of these and I really like opened up my heart and said, man, there's, there's not only veterans out here that need my help, but there's families who don't even have their veterans. What do I have to complain about? So right. that was a big one for me. Ooh, that is big. I made my eyeballs sweat. I wrote <laughs> it down. I'm going to definitely be checking sure. into it. That's, that's rad. Well, dang. Okay. So I typically like to ask people, um, what do you do for your own self-care? We all know that, you know, you got to be able to, you got to help yourself before you help other people. You got to be in a good, in a good space, in a good mindset. So what helps to get you there? What do you do for Ernest? Ernest sure. Shambly. Ooh, thank you. Um, that's a, that's a really good point. And, and everyone, veteran or not, take your time, right? And for uh -huh. me, it's, it's probably going to go away here soon. We're doing May. Um, but it's, it's that early morning. So I do have four little sisters, like I said, and I came early in my mom's life. They came when they, you know, were planned. So um, I've had little sisters, you know, my oldest or closest to me is 26. And my youngest for me turns 13 this summer. Yeah, turns 13 this summer. So pretty big gap. And I knew that, and maybe it was high school that did this for me. When I was in high school, my school started earlier. So they were still asleep when I got up. So that alone time in the morning. And for me, it's just a pretty consistent routine. Um, I keep my little, I have a little vision sheet um, and it's a standard. I actually had to do it right here in my little office area. Um, and it's trying my best to stick to an AM routine where I am a believer. So I, I read my Bible, I meditate. I like to use a daily journal, um, not as often as I probably should. Mm -hmm. uh, and then get started with my water, H2O right away. And then try to get my fitness worked out in that first two hours of the day. If I don't, um, I'm sluggish, you know, mm -hmm. if it, it, and that's something I thank the military for, because being able to get that AM workout, even if it's just a walk, uh, really gets the blood, blood pumping. So for me, it's just that 
45 minute to hour and 15 routine. Um, Everything you just like checked off all these awesome boxes like meditation, spirituality, <laughs> journaling, exercise. Uh, well, remember, I don't have I, I don't have children yet. So and you know, and I, I I talk to people who are either you know getting out of the military and they've lived a much more seasoned life than I have at this point. You know, and that's the biggest challenge. So sometimes I tell them it's that sitting in the car. You know, before mm-hmm. you drive to work, um, or before you get right. home, don't even open the garage. Stop in the driveway. Ah, listen to that book or that, that breathing. Um, but yeah, so, and, and don't get me wrong. I miss days and when I miss weeks, that's when, you know, I get hangry. My life gets hangry mm-hmm. if I miss weeks of that routine. Yes. And I know for myself, you know, you had said you, you started with reading your Bible. Like if I don't read my devotion, like it'll throw my day off. Kind of like you mm-hmm. said, exercise does. And, and I can tell the effect on me. And so, um, although you are about to be, you know, losing sleep, you'll still be up <laughs> early in the morning. So there's that. That's a I just won't be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> but there will come a season where like for myself, like my youngest is four okay. and um, through the personal development and, and writing my, my first novel over this last year. Um, Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. I, <laughs> in all that, I found a lot more of myself again. And, and now I've made mm. it a priority to like get back to myself. So it might be a while, Ernest, <laughs> but that season will come back, buddy. Okay. No, thank I, you. See, I, I see hope... you at the mountaintop. I'm coming. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> All right. Last thing I love, 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 love to hear from people is um, what are your hopes and dreams from here? (sighs) Like if you, if you just had anything at your fingertips, if you could just have your wildest, sure, it doesn't even have to be that wild. You could just be like, I like to dream big though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's going to be it in a little bit. Um, Well, Jennifer, so like I said, I have four little sisters and I'll bring that up all the time because anytime I, I need to take a knee, right? Um, first of all, I look back and say, my mom has done this. So she's not only paved the way and said that it's possible, she's given me a reason to continue. And then when I look back, um, I have four beautiful, wicked, smart sisters. And um, I know every time I make a decision, they're going to see that outcome. So not that I make decisions for them. And of course I will because they're family, but I make decisions with them in mind. Um, so uh, I have called my mission and because of the book uh, Grit by Angela Duckworth, um, I have put my life mission into 10 words and it's to inspire generations by leading people to be purposeful and healthy. So for me to do that, um, being the best version of myself extrapolated over a lifetime uh, and the way I see that is making sure that success in my book is determined by the people that are closest to me. So um, Jim Rowan often says, become a millionaire, not for the million dollars, but the man you become. Uh, I know for a fact the finances will come now that I have become attractive to money. I just want to never lose sight of the man I'm supposed to be for the people that look up to me. Because for me, success is when those people that I love the most respect me the most. Um, so if I can accomplish that, I think that that's success in my book. Oh, there it goes again. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> like that was insane. I, I couldn't, 
I can't even process it to write it down. I'm just going to, you know, when I go back and I, I always listen to these like five more times before I air them because I really want to just hear the whole story again. Sure, sure. But that was a drop the mic um, answer <laughs> right there. That was You're incredible. That was incredible. Amazing. Amazing. Anything else like super amazing we should know about before we bid you farewell? Um, no, and if you're listening to this episode, that means you need to go back and uh, listen to some more if you haven't, and stay tuned for the future ones, because when I got in contact with Jennifer, I went back and listened, and not only do I get to hear who Jennifer is through each episode, because she's a great host, there's some amazing stories back there, there is. Um, and there's some that were way over my head, or I couldn't connect with at all, and then there were some where I was like, that's me, I know that, that is me, yeah, so, um, if this one doesn't resonate with you and you stuck through this far, go check the other ones out because I'm almost guaranteed they will. Oh, you're so badass. Thank we you are. so much for coming on and thanks for coming to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Thank you. <laughs>